Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering the truth together. My name's Tony. I'm Clint. And uh, on this episode, I want to talk about the origins of language. Now, I am not a linguist or an anthropologist. Nor am I. No. But I was thinking the other day, this is where it started for me, and I have these kinds of thoughts a lot, but I was thinking about, I must have been listening to a thick accent somewhere, Mm. a thick Indian accent or a thick Scottish accent. And I was wondering how it can be that accents for a given language can differ so wildly, mm-hmm. and yet we still say we're speaking the same language. Now, I'm so. I'm most familiar with English as a language. Sure. Yeah. So do you speak any other languages? I do not. No. I can read some. What? Oh, Greek. You can read Greek. I can read a little bit of Greek. And if you really want to get nerdy... I don't know if you count formal logic, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So I was wondering, we have, it's going to sound simple. Yeah. We have these mouth noises. We make noises with our mouths. I think it's an important place to start. Yeah. Let's yeah. start there. So I'm moving my You've tongue. You've made so many so far. I'm blowing air through my meat pipe very quickly, slapping my tongue around against my teeth to form different sounds. Cool. Now, the sounds that I'm making to say this sentence are very different than the sounds that an Irishman would make to say the same exact sentence. Mm-hmm. And that's also very different than the sounds that an Indian person would make to say the same sentence. So in what sense, hmm. what is English some, is there a true English accent? What, oh. is, what does true English sound like? Or are we all just approximating this thing and we're all close enough to this ideal called English that we can understand each other even though our mouth noises are very different? I would say no. Yeah, I've, There's no true English accent? I wouldn't say the word true. I think whatever you're th- maybe like trying to imagine there is just one of many accents. Ha- maybe that one happens to have more practitioners. Mm. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't know population-wise yes. if there are more standard english well and i think is that because some people have said that about the midwest for being honest that it's the true american accent well that it's a some people have joked it's accentless but see that but but you think that's rubbish because you're coming from the outside very thick and so we are to you the midwest english is just as much an accent as southern or so i think what we want to get to this is why it went back to the origins Mm. of language i'm throwing this claim out there language is just something that continually evolves like was there was not a point where somebody sat down and went i'm inventing english here it is and here's how it sounds and here's all the words it's something that would take a little bit of french and a little bit of what it's not italian latin a little bit of latin and we'll combine all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and gradually over time it's it's going to change the way we use these words changes yeah i think absolutely it's completely fluid now yeah and people come along later and give a classification system. I mean, think just for a moment, entertain like the evolutionary story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, life evolved and new forms are emerging. And then someone later com- came along and divvied up like this is a discrete thing. This is a different species. Like we brought yes. categories <laughs> right. to the natural world. Yeah, it doesn't come categorized. And called it something. Yes. So in the sense, like if you if you can't, it's tough. And I don't know if you can, but to divorce yourself from the meaning that you are hearing yeah. from just the meat 
mouth noises. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can think of that as little events happening in the natural world that just like the biologist classification person, you are on the spot with your amazing processor classifying this as English and different concepts that you've been brought up to endorse. Which is so fascinating. Is that I mean, basically... I love that. Okay. I love that story. So, it okay. What's the... I mean, just uh, what's the alternative? What else could it be? Or what What were you tempted to think it might have been otherwise? Um, well, I, yeah, no, I guess it makes sense when you put it that way. It, there isn't some official English, I guess it would be a dictionary. That's mm-hmm. what a dictionary aims to do, right? Capture all the words in a language, but they're continually growing every year. Yeah. Or like, man, how about this? I don't know if this is relevant, but... I'm pretty sure if I'm getting this right, there is a a yardstick somewhere. I think it's on display in some museum yeah. in Europe. That's exactly what Or yard. maybe it's a meter. Um that they said like this is a meter. Yeah. And that someone just came along and said that. Yep. And, and now that, it is. And from there we formed a base ten system, the metric system. But meters don't exist. No. Well, they're abstract objects. Yes. And language is maybe the same thing. English is an abstract, and I don't want to get like too all, weird all yeah. into that. Like, what are abstract objects? Well, but. okay. Can you help me with this then? Because I'm on board with the idea that language evolves over time. I think that's that's a fun way to think about it. I think it's probably the true way to think about it. But I'm stuck. It seems like there's a hard problem. Okay. Of language, so you've got two Neanderthal blokes. and they're mostly communicating in grunts, like my dogs do. It's like mm-hmm. I've got a grunt that says. I'm upset with you. I've got a grunt that says, look at this. I've got a grunt that says, play with me, whatever. Okay. Now, gradually over time, I can see um, we we come to the river and there is this thing and I'm pointing at this thing called a river and I make some mouth noise. Now, they probably didn't make the mouth noise river, but let's say that's yeah, the yeah. mouth noise they make. You go, oh, river, great. Anytime we make that noise, that's what we're referring to. I that's that's what how it started. Yeah. Cool. I'm on board with that. Now, how did we ever get from there to explaining concepts divorced of direct experience? So, for exa- example, sadness. Um, how how did the Neanderthal man ever come to understand what is meant by the word sad? Or, or maybe even better than that, when did when did we as humans start to discuss the idea of thinking itself, thoughts, ideas? the abstract realm so i when i say the word triangle you bring that to mind you're familiar with that you've experienced triangles you know what they are yeah when i say the word thinking now how do you know what i mean well that's much tricky it doesn't have a it's not a very elegant concept like triangle three a three-angled figure right thinking um mental activity it's just a synonym, but how do I how do I know what you mean by mental activity? How I do, do you know I, what I, I know what you mean? Mm-hmm. Let's just be clear. Well, because you have you also possess the concept mental and the concept activity, right? That's how you're understanding that. Yeah. I mean, I think at one point maybe we just need to invite on a linguist, <laughs> or like, man, there are. Um, I don't know if this is kind of what you're getting at, but like, there are the most the one I'm most familiar with is um, oh shoot, who are they? Um, that translate the Bible in other countries. There's that whole organization. Yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on the name. That's so bad, but I should know that. In any case, uh, 
they are going into unreached people groups outside of human civilization, basically, or like our modern ones. Yeah. And trying to translate this text into their, they don't even have a written language over there. It's just spoken right. oral tradition. So like at our church, there's this, I think from what I understand, they do not have written texts, this village. And so they're trying to, are, first they're just trying to develop their language for them in writing. Unreal. And then see how that works to translate portions of the Bible, let's say. Yeah. Um, so aren't they kind of doing the thing that you're wondering about? Like they're interacting with human beings and uh, let's call him Bob. Bob doesn't know the villagers language, mm-hmm. but as he walks around and watches uh, this villager woman do her chores and point to stuff and say things, he can then begin to uh, map on his, like we have the word cup. And, yep. and he'll see that person point to a cup and make a sound. Yeah. And I guess that's the word for that the thing. Cup. Yeah. And so now, can you ever be certain that that villager woman is bringing to mind the same texture of concept to cup as you are? No, probably not. They're probably not. Yeah. But it's close enough. Because and that's, it, what, that's why we get back to like maybe originally we we're dancing around the idea that language is functional. Mm-hmm. That's there's not um, it's not defined by Merriam-Webster or anything like that. That's a helpful tool. You can find new words that other people will know what you mean by them. But yeah, it's a function oriented definition of what language is, which I think then brings me to this topic of like coarse language swearing. Mm. So when I grew up, there were some words I wasn't allowed to say noises. I was not allowed to make with my mouth. Okay, sure. And it, I think it's because, not because the noises themselves are objectively obscene or something, they're no. arbitrary like any mouth noise I make, mm-hmm. but the idea that they convey is offensive. Um, yeah, I guess so. That's why it would be in, in, impolite or in offensive. I think you think that now. I don't know if that was what was the operating system of oh. our upbringing. I mean, I or at least some people I think would imbue like this word. That's a naughty word. Like in and of itself, it ought not be said. What is that? I mean, that is how I thought about it when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But what is that? You've transitioned from that to this other nuanced view of it's a, it's a stand, it's a stand in for an emotive feeling. Yeah. 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 That is how I've come to think about it. I like the way you said that. Okay. I'm having some frustrating emotional experience. Mm-hmm. That demands expression, and there's a word for it, and I'm going to swear, and so that's how I express that yeah. particular okay. internal experience. <laughs> but I think that's fine. Okay, thank you. Well, there's this phrase sometimes I forget who initially said it, but uh, it goes, "Shit's not bad; it's just bad taste." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. The the word itself. There's nothing inherent about no. the word. Just a, Right, that well, makes it naughty or unrighteous or no, against it, the grain of the universe. It might be a lang- it might be a word in some other language that's very good. <laughs> Maybe it means birthday cake. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. So, but it can be bad taste in that. Well, it's a play on words. Like, yeah, you wouldn't want to taste it. No, but it's uh, impolite to say in some contexts. So then, are we saying it? Oh, yeah, this seems. 
fine, a fine thing to say. <laughs> it's not appropriate to express all of your internal experiences at all times in all contexts. I think that's part of, yeah. <laughs> Socialization, broadly <Yeah>. speaking. <laughs> Being parented well. Do, do not be a completely open book. Filter your speech based on context. Right. But the idea of, you know, banning a particular word. Good, good. That word is bad. Don't use that. I'm glad you went there. Okay. It, it seems like inevitably new words will be formed that will give expression to these difficult emotional experiences. I think you so. You'll never just you'll never get rid of the class swear words. There will always be some words that can convey the strongest annoyance possible. Mm-hmm. And those will be the ones that you shouldn't say in polite company because he really means it when he says it, you know? Yeah. Is that why you like that I went there? Did you have something to add? Um I think uh, just I don't know if you just said this or meant to say this but um I think one implication of that is when we go to ban a certain word or get or make sure that no one else says it, something else will replace it. Yeah. So, for instance, I hesitate to say it because it's now become taboo. Sure. But um, for the mentally handicapped community, which is now the more politically correct term to I use, think so. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like if you go back and read medical textbooks oh, yeah. from, and you might even find some today. The word retarded is would, in there. would be there. And now it's akin to a slur. Right. It's become, and I'm not necessarily against that. Like I'll let culture kind of evolve where it wants to go in a sense. I mean, I'm, I don't yep. think it's a bit draconian to try to pull the strings of culture. And if they want to go in that direction, all of us together and say that the R word is a slur, then okay. Then we'll need some new word. But just, but just know when you do that, that another one will take its place. Yeah. Because there will be people that want to, for better or worse, uh, lampoon that category of people. Right. Um, and deride them. Oh, or you're even say, you're it, saying another slur will emerge. Emerge. Yep. Yeah. So, and it might even be mentally handicapped. Right. That might become offensive to say yes. in 20 years. Yep. Because some people will intend it to be offensive. There will be a word that emerges to yeah. express a strong emotion about anything. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, just back to that point earlier, that language evolves. That's one of the consequences of that reality that some words will emerge at the top of the list of this is the strongest emotion I can, cause I, I have that emotion in me or someone might. And so I need to let other people know about it sometimes yeah. or want to at least. Yeah. And so what is that little utterance that that noise that meat noise that's going to come out yeah uh that other people will then like communication is kind of like throwing think of it as throwing a ball Mm -hmm. i have this ball i'd like you to catch it i have this meaning in my head that i'd like you to also think in your head yeah and communication i'm throwing that to you You i need to throw it it the right way and then i need to make it so that you can actually catch it i don't want to throw it over there right if you're right here yeah um so, so and swear no- words are one instance of doing that. Yeah. I feel this way. The only way I can get you to really understand how I'm feeling inside is to use the strong language. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think there's also times when, uh, just to show how the meaning of a word can change based on context, or like the same swear word that might be very offensive at the dinner table might actually around a bonfire with a close friend 
might communicate this is a completely safe place, you know, something right. like that actually communicates closeness and intimacy mm-hmm. as opposed to just offense, even though the same meat noise is being made. Yep. Yeah. Fascinating. Con- contextually dependent yep. as well. Yeah. So one other facet of this that might be interesting is it could be tough to know. How, how can you know for sure that the ball was actually caught in that communication effort. So I did everything in my power. I I saddled this ball up with all of the cultural context, the right yeah. um, situational context, this history of meaning in the English language. I put the right accent and spin on it, and I get a good spiral going. Yep. And for all the world, it looks like you caught it. Yeah. But how can I really know for sure that you understood all the things that i meant with that i don't think you can ever know so here's a (laughs) can't ever know okay why i just don't think you like to your point about you know the man the tribal man not seeing the cup the exact same way you see it i just i think each of us had what what did what was the word jared bias used ula uh for the the way an organism it's sees not the world. that's a little it's something like that accent though. mark yeah anyway each organism has its own unique way of seeing the world and so i i umwelt umwelt that's it yep thanks jared thanks clint so i think when i catch the ball mm-hmm. i need to fit it into my umwelt and it's going to be a little different than your ex- than the exact ball that you threw yeah i mean yeah that makes total sense to me um the concepts that I have probably have, like if you think of a concept as a list of different properties yeah. that I uh, ascribe to this thing. So let's say, um, oh, what's a good example? Uh, swimming. Yep. Okay, let's just take swimming. And when I think of swimming for a little bit longer than, let's say, 10 seconds, I'm reminded of times where I swam with my dad at this local Yeah, I had memories come to mind. Pool in, in our condominium complex. And you don't share those at all no. in my concept of swimming. You thought of like maybe like the, the time ocean. I failed that race. Oh. And I told mom, I'm not going to win, mom. I'm not going to win. Oh. And I didn't win. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> okay, so that like... Yeah, about 10 seconds after the notion of swimming got brought up. Yeah. That, that's a whole other aspect to your concept of swimming. That is baked in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so w- you could easily have talked to someone where you didn't end up sharing your personal anecdotes about swimming. Mm-hmm. And so did they really get what you meant when you said the word swimming? I don't know. Are you saying you can't ever know that? I just want to say that all of our concepts are necessarily different different yes in their entirety but there is a sufficient amount similar so that it's functional that's totally that's the case and i think that's where it comes down to you've succeeded when it functions well but yeah right there i've it's funny man there are absolutely times when you can think you've said something very clearly and the other person hears something very different yeah and it's not just i mean obviously they hear the same meat sounds but they attach completely different meaning to it so the, the sentence that they interpret is different than what you have said. So that happens in vocal speech. Yep. But, and everyone knows this that's listening, this problem is compounded, I don't know how many times, by written text. That's why you yeah. can get so much anxiety 
from a text or an email, you're missing all of these different cues. Remember when um, I said I late I yep. infused my communicative ball yeah. with all the situational context? You're missing all of, of that, that in written text. Tone of voice, facial expressions, pacing. All like of even that. even a punctuation mark. Like yeah. they put a period at the end of that sentence. Mate. What are they a monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of an exclamation There's point. No or emojis something? in this text. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that's man. amazing. How and that's an evolution. Emojis. Yep. They 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 noticed that. Yep. That not every phone used to have an emoji. Now they're everywhere, because it helps you try to communicate. Like helps it, me catch your ball. Yep. Yep. I need to know how is he feeling when he sent this. Yeah, like a little <laughs> tongue yeah. sticking out. Like I'm kind of being zany. Yeah. 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 Well, and I've seen this happen. Like when I'm I don't know preaching a sermon or giving a message or something like that. Some extended talk. The things that people will come and say, like, that they heard me say or that really stuck out to them. It's like, man, that's not what I was trying to say at all. Or that's not what I, I'm glad it was helpful. You've clearly heard whatever it is you wanted or needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I was going for. Um, that's really amazing. Yeah. And just, yeah, that we're so uh, we're on the first steps of this new evolution of widespread text. Mm-hmm. Um reading and how and just that whole thing of emojis i don't know how we've managed to throw the ball so well given those because there's this whole other layer too of people are sarcastic with emojis i know man um like putting a little sad face but really it's meant to be funny dude how do you wrap your head around sarcasm what a Mm -hmm. tricky thing to learn if you don't have the radar for it yeah (laughs) you know oh darn how would you begin (laughs) darn Yeah. And there's a there's some sense in which um particularly for properties that are more qualitative in um usage like color for instance there's actually not a fantastic way to know that you are um experience or using the same concept so this is sometimes oh yeah man in philosophy of mind um it's the inverted qualia thought experiment uh and so you can imagine a person who whenever they saw bananas and school buses and the sun they experienced something as blue mm-hmm. like their experience is blue even though the rest of us are yellow yeah but they learned from us to call that yellow I actually have no idea right now if you think I'm sitting in a green or a red chair. Right. We I, both agree to call it red. I hear you saying it's red. I don't know that you actually are seeing this uh, red. <laughs> Is that how you feel no, about red? Watermelons, fire hydrants, That's... stop signs. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the whole time you're and feeling green. And there's no descriptor really beyond the raw experience of color. I nope. can't say it's bold. It's a bold color. Yeah, yeah, it's a bold color. <laughs> Yeah, it's really red. <laughs> red. Yeah. Uh, so that's that can happen with colors. Really hard to know that that's not the case for literally everyone you're talking to, or maybe you're that person that's on an island. Yep. You, it's easy. Like I'm making fun of you, but what, maybe I'm that guy. You're the weird one. I, I'm. Man, it looks red. You're the only one who sees it that way, man. Yeah. Uh, that can happen with taste and all these other like qualia, qualitative yeah. properties. So I don't know if that. So. Yeah. But in a sense, it might take the wind out of your sails of uh, like a fundamental bedrock thing that's happening during communication. But if you just shift over to a functional model, 
communication is functional by nature, then okay, fine. Yeah, it's even though you experience green, call it red. We and get we can by. get along in the world. We yeah. can record a podcast. Right. How do you feel about? Do you do you think we'll end up with one universal language? I'm kind of surprised that one hasn't sort of dominated the globe already. And you're like, mm, English has. Uh, <laughs> it kind of feels like it. Yeah. It does feel like that. Well, yeah, I guess I am surprised the amount of times I'm interacting with people from like India or something and they speak English. Seems like English as a second language. Yeah. Is the I, most prevalent second language, probably. I think we're on our way. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, think of how new, again, how new um, like globalization is. Yeah. Internet happened in the 90s. Right. Yeah, I mean, it'll happen within a hundred years. I bet that just about everyone will speak English, and you think it'll be English? I think so, man. It's pretty I mean, prevalent. I think something really drastic would have to happen for someone else to come along, another language to. I to wonder how, it. how. Now, how far back in English can we go before it starts to get pretty tough to understand and read? Uh, I don't. You don't know that off the top of your head. Well, I can generalize, but I don't have for sure a date. Please generalize. I mean, you have like old, middle, and late English. So Beowulf is the first English text, right? And I, okay. Oh man, I'm gonna get slaughtered in comments, maybe, but slaughter I, him. I thought it was Beowulf was like in the seven or eight hundreds. Okay. Eighty. I don't know. So. Um, and that's it's unintelligible. It's but it's categorized it's as old English. But it's just um, so primitive. And then you get up into um like Chauncey. And the Canterbury Tales, that's Middle English, I think. Yep. And I think that's uh, 1200s, 1100s. Now, I, again, I'm making this up. I make all this stuff up. But I'm imagining then with um, globalization, I'm imagining the development of the – that it will settle into some sort of homeostasis of english not that new words won't be added kids mm-hmm. will always be coming up with some new thing to say yeah so yeah. new words will be added and whatnot but do you think that from let's say now to how many was it 1200 years ago it was 800 ad yeah so in 1200 years from now will it will today's english be unintelligible wow i don't know or will it be because i have to imagine what made it so um the lack volatile of change over time is yeah because everyone's so disconnected as we become more connected oh great the latins have a good word for this and the greeks have a good word for this let's mm-hmm. use that use that use that use that and now we've got this weird amalgam language that's got some french latin spanish whatever that's all in there um that maybe this becomes the more unified language yeah yeah I don't know. and we've been rocking with a pretty steady english for a lot of years right i mean as far as i mean i'm a layman again we're not linguists but um like, will there come a time when it's unintelligible to use the word because? Because it's, I don't know, drifted so far so, away from that. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Weird. And then, eventually, Elon Musk thinks we won't need words. That, Once we get the Neuralink in, we'll just communicate with our minds. I don't know if that makes then, a ton of sense. Then I'll be able okay. to pass the ball directly. You won't have to catch it. Uh, it's pure speculation. I have no idea it's if that's possible. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, Elon. Um, yeah, well, just a few thoughts on language. Hope that was interesting. This is the kind of thing I've been thinking about and we talk about while we're working out. Figured we'd bring you in on the conversation too. So if you've got any thoughts, any questions, anything we missed, uh, feel free to write into the show. Leave a comment on our YouTube channel or you can reach us, opentotruth.com, opentotruthpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks. We'll see All you right. next time. Thanks for watching. Stay curious. Stay curious.